from Transport Topics in Washington, D.C. This is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to take a fresh look at Advanced Driver Assist Systems, or ADAS. Safety technologies such as collision mitigation and lane departure warnings have been widely available on commercial vehicles for many years now, but these systems have been continuously improving with better sensors and new capabilities. Active safety systems, once seen as luxury options, are becoming more widely accepted by professional drivers and more broadly deployed by fleet operators. But how widespread is this ADAS technology today? How is it helping to enhance safety in the trucking industry? And how will ADAS evolve in the years ahead? We'll set out to answer those questions in this episode. But before we dive into today's topic, I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Transport Topics to gain exclusive access to our top 100 lists, quarterly magazines, and other trucking industry news. To subscribe, visit ttn.ws slash ttsubscribe. You can also text ttsubscribe to 571-622-0001. And now, to open up our conversation about ADAS technology, we're going to speak with a top industry expert at a major supplier of safety systems for commercial trucks. With that, I'd like to bring in Julian Planchette, a senior vice president at ZF Group, who leads the company's commercial vehicle division in the Americas region. Thanks for joining us, Julian. Thanks. Happy to be here. So in this episode, I'd like to explore the evolution of advanced driver assistance systems. But as a starting point, I think it's helpful to begin with where we are today as an industry. You know, I hear anecdotally that adoption rates are increasing for active safety technologies like uh, collision mitigation systems, uh, lane departure warnings, and so on. Uh, but what are you seeing at ZF? Um, you know, where where do you see adoption rates for ADAS uh, technology today for uh, new heavy duty commercial trucks? And how do you see that trending in the years ahead? Well, generally, I'll say less information I had official information I had seen was probably two or three years ago, and it was depending on size of fleet. Um, you know, large fleets were in the seventy plus percent um, adoption rate lower fleet, maybe in the 25, 30%. And what I've seen this year in particular, you know, and to remind you, we supply um, a, a vast majority, a very large portion of these the sensors or the systems that go with ADOS. Uh, so we have pretty good visibility. Uh, we've seen probably a good 20, 30% increase this year. Um, and so based on what I'm gauging, I'd say we're close to 100% adoption on um, certainly class eight, certainly for large fleets, it's a, it's a mandatory requirement. So wherever it's available, they'll, they'll adopt, um, ADOS features as much as possible. Smaller fleets, a little bit behind, but still we see that, you know, they're offered as standards, uh, at this point on, on a vast portion of vehicles. So a really high take rate. Yeah. And that's a change from say five to 10 years ago, uh, when it was, you know, more of a, a split uh, in the industry as to whether or not to you know, invest in, in these types of technologies. And, you know, I suspect that part of the reason for that is uh, one of the trends we've seen in the trucking industry lately is rising insurance costs. Uh, nuclear verdicts have been getting a lot of attention as a now a major uh, challenge for motor carriers and major risk. Uh, you know, safety is always paramount in trucking, but I think that just added even more, um, you know, impetus and more value to some of these safety technologies that are available in the market. Uh, so do you get the sense that, that that these risks and insurance costs are are helping to drive adoption of some of these safety technologies? And does that also change the return on investment calculations as companies look at um, potentially specking some of these ADAS systems on their new vehicles? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's quite clear that um, the increase is, is not driven by any sorts of regulation. It's entirely driven by the desire of fleets, um, both their safety groups, their legal groups. So on the one end, there is, of course, the protection of the driver and the protection of the surroundings on the road, uh, other drivers um, that are sharing the road with us. Uh, but there is a, a big liability element uh, as well, where we really see that not only do we want to avoid accidents, but um, we also want an ability to understand what happened and, and potentially the liability and where it lies during an accident. So the vision, the cameras, the recordings, uh, but of course the prevention is our number one target. But that's clearly um, that's clearly an ambition of the of the fleets to uh, uh, to continue avoiding that. And the return on investment, it, I think, is quite clear. I, I've seen data recently that shows almost a, a, a five dollar saving for a fleet for a one dollar investment in ADOS. So a pretty clear ROI uh, decision to make, I would think. Yeah, and you, and you think about the you know, potential of preventing um, you know a major uh, accident or major crash that uh, you know, might be a, you know, in some cases, multi-million dollar um, settlement or you know, jury award. Uh, clearly, you know, avoiding one of those situations is is tremendously important. Um, you know, not just for a you know operational and uh, monetary uh, purpose, but also just you know, to to continue to make the roadway safer and. You know, with that out of the way, I also want to talk about some of the newer ADAS capabilities that are entering the market. Uh, we've seen, you know, some levels of uh, collision mitigation technology on the market for quite quite a while now. Uh, automatic emergency braking, and now we're also seeing some early examples of automatic steering assistance uh, to help drivers maintain their lane. Uh, so, just curious your thoughts on where you see automated steering uh, going in the future. Uh, do you see this gaining more traction in the commercial trucking industry uh, in the years ahead? Yeah, I think in general, you're right with the, the um, automatic braking has been around. I think the, it has evolved to a point where the finesse of the detection is such that um, uh, it's widely adopted. And now we're really looking at, okay, what are the other types of accidents out there other than the pure frontal impact and, you know, side swiping and, and uh, shifting of lanes and um, blind spot type of situation is is also a big area of improvement. And yeah, we do see um, that the technology is ready. We actually just launched our uh, lane keep assist function with our first North American customer. So that's a system that you know from the sensing camera uh, tracking the the lines on the road and other elements is helping the driver. Uh, not make a wrong decision when he wants to to change lanes, and so it you know gently uh, urges the driver away from a lane departure uh, or from a lane change for that matter uh, if um, if there's a detection in the blind spot in some instances. So uh, we do see the the steering assist as um, a growing um, functionality need out there, both from a safety standpoint again, but then there's a huge comfort aspect as well. Um, of being able to, um, you know, keep the truck centered, um, uh, reduce the fatigue during, you know, kind of crowning type of situation on the road, um, where we've had really good feedback from from drivers and customers on all of our steering assist um, functionalities, both 
the easiness of the steering itself, but also the assistance from the ADAS system to avoid um, undesirable situations. Yeah, and, and certainly over time, uh, over the course of a long day or uh, you know, many days out on the road, you know, that really does have an effect over time on driver fatigue. You know, that little bit of uh, assistance on, on steering uh, can, can make the system, you know, that much more helpful for the driver, not just in purely reacting to something on the road, but to help make the driver's job, you know, that much more comfortable. And uh, it'll be interesting to watch and, and see how quickly that gets uh, adopted in the trucking industry. To speak more to the, you know, collision mitigation and active emergency braking uh, side of things, you know, the, the performance and reliability of those systems certainly have improved. You know, we have better sensor technology today than we had in the past. So I'm just kind of curious for your perspective, you know, how do today's ADAS systems compare with previous generations of safety technologies in terms of reliability and also uh, reducing false positives, uh, for example? Well, yeah, you know, we launched when we were WAPCO priority acquisition of ZF, you know, we launched the first uh, on-guard ADAS system, a collision mitigation system in, in the region. It was around 2007. And um, the technology has completely changed since, um, you know, the the ability of radars to detect and um, having a field of detection that's different depending on the speed of the vehicle. If you want to detect uh, more on the length or on the width, depending on the speed and the environment you're in. But then marrying that with cameras and the ability to really start differentiating the type of objects, whether they are stationary or they are moving objects. Uh, and now, you know, um, we started the conversation saying you missed our, our event last week, but we, we demonstrated our latest um, on-guard MAC system that also has pedestrian detection. So it's no longer just um, high-speed collision mitigation system. It's also low-speed and urban environments and what we call vulnerable road users, bikes, um, pedestrians, children. Um, all around the vehicle, really, is our target is to avoid any collision around the entire perimeter of the truck and the trailer. Um, additionally, we demonstrated much higher speed of uh, emergency braking, um, which is you know, enabled by um, the conjunction of the camera and the radar working together, but also the ability of the radar to, to detect at much farther distances with much more accuracy. Um, and with that, also working with the vehicle control systems, you know, braking, steering, in this case, particularly braking, and the ability of the braking system to, to react um, uh, safely um, and comfortably at a really high speed. Penske never stops moving forward, monitoring every mile driven, every wrench turned, and every shipment delivered. Penske gains unique insight on managing the most challenging transportation demands. That includes identifying and fixing hidden stress points in supply chains and commercial fleets before they become a problem. Visit GoPenske.com to see how Penske's practical innovation and customized solutions can help you not just adapt, but gain ground at every turn. And you know, you mentioned the uh, Wabco acquisition, so I think that's a, a good segue into that topic. Uh, ZF has been uh, you know, making a lot of news in the commercial vehicle technology sector in recent years. You know, of course, uh, the acquisition of, of Wabco is the uh, you know the, the big item recently, you know, completed in 2020, and uh, you know, as well as the purchase of TRW several several years uh, 
you know, prior to that. Uh, but just tell us how that acquisition of Wabco has expanded ZF's capabilities in the ADAS market, how it combined your existing capabilities uh, with you know, what Wabco has ha- had on the market in, in North America and elsewhere in the world. And how is that going to shape product development moving forward as a combined company? That's a good question. I mean, um, you know, I was formerly with Wapco and it was part of that acquisition. And um, the ability for us to join with ZF and, and the former TRW team, um, we have such a wealth of a portfolio right now. And for instance, on ADAS, we were just talking about, um, but now we are capable of using our own sensors. Um, and so we're, we're no longer at the mercy of uh, another supplier's roadmap with regards to sensor technology. We have our own. Um, we're getting, uh, you know, the best and latest technology from the passenger car uh, colleagues in ZF, and we can apply them directly into uh, commercial vehicles with the know-how of commercial vehicles that, that Webco uh, still has, of course, um, and the TRW folks. And then on top of that, we now have the full expertise on the sensor set, the computing element that goes with ADOS, the uh, you know, action on the vehicle, such as steering, braking, powertrain. And so really, when you talk about product development moving forward, we're no longer really looking at how do I develop one of those elements, but rather how do we develop all of those elements together as a system and how are they going to communicate together? And our ability to have a really deep understanding of how steering technology is evolving, how powertrain technology and braking um, because, of course, when we speak of electrification in the future, braking and powertrain become much more blended at this stage. Um, having that understanding as a company uh, is, is really fantastic. We, as an example, we had recently an event in Europe um, showing our technology for customers um, and really some, some things that are a bit far out into the future. But we had an opportunity to share with our colleagues and and team members, and even all of us were surprised how deep our portfolio is now and how what our capabilities are in terms of, you know, uh, backing assistant of a tractor and trailer to help with, uh, um, you know, rear view cameras and automatic backing and, and turning of the trailer. And uh, just really fantastic. And we're really, really excited about what's ahead of us with this. Sure. And of course, you know, it's a, a merger of two very large companies. So uh, could you also just give us a quick update on on the status of that, you know, integration of Wabco into ZF and, and melding these two very large organizations together? Sure. Um, you know, for the first year of the integration, we, we operated as, as two separate divisions inside ZF, both focusing on commercial vehicles and working together, but uh, really observing um, the best of both worlds. And then in January 2022, we officially merged into one division called Commercial Vehicles Solutions Division, CVS. Uh, and I'm the head of uh, this division for North and South America. And so we've joined the teams together um, and reorganized already to make sure that we have the full synergies of both um, and really the cross-learning uh, where we had strength in Webco. We brought that into the former um TRW or ZF legacy teams and uh, vice versa. So um, we're really, really excited about where we are today and, and what we've learned from each other in the process. Yeah. Another question I wanted to ask you about you know, pertaining to some of the uh, supply chain disruptions and shortages we've seen over the last couple of years. 
and you know, like many other industries, of course, you know, truck makers and their suppliers have been you know, dealing with these challenges, whether it's component or, or material shortages. Uh, you know, we hear about it, uh, you know, especially related to semiconductor chips, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, passenger um, cars or uh, commercial vehicles. But uh, I, w- I wonder if you've encountered any supply issues pertaining to ADAS technologies for commercial trucks uh, in recent years. And what's the status there? Sure. It's been, uh, it's been a tough few years <laughs> with regards to supply chain. I think everyone would, uh, would recognize that and most of your listeners probably have been uh, uh, involved in that as well. Um, yeah, certainly we've encountered some issues with regards to supply of semiconductors and, and ADOS technologies in particular are um, heavy consumers of electronics and semiconductors. So, so we've had some challenges. On top of that, I mentioned at the beginning the, the increase in, in take rate and the increase in volume in general and the demand. Um, now, I will say, um, you know, I think we've made significant progress over the year. Um, I think we were able to at the end find solutions um, for our customers to get uh, ADAS on their vehicles. Um, there was a period of time where, you know, I think most of your listeners will know that uh, it was a little bit uh, difficult and we had some shortage, but I think we've seen significant improvements and we're, we're on the, on the mend. Well, that's good to hear. Um, you know, and one, I want to pick up on one of the topics you mentioned earlier. Uh, when you really think about the future of commercial vehicles, you know, we're seeing a, you know, the very beginnings of a shift toward electrification. You know, the first wave of battery electric trucks um, are now available uh, for certain applications. And we also see a lot of investment in hydrogen fuel cell technology. And of course, electric powertrains have their own unique characteristics. Uh, so, you know, to what extent do today's ADAS technologies carry over directly from diesel trucks to electric trucks? And what changes or adjustments need to be made, you know, as you look ahead to that future with more and more uh, electric uh, powered trucks on the road? I think generally the, the strategies around the functionalities, um, the detection, um, and then the decision-making algorithm behind that is not fundamentally different between the different powertrain technologies. Where it starts to become different is more on the, the reaction strategy and the um, the vehicle dynamics and what we're able to do with electric vehicles. Um, on the one end, you know, we talked about steering. Um, you know, again, last week we demonstrated one of our um, electric, electronic power steering where that gives us uh, a real ability at this point to talk about more of a steer by wire type technology. Um, but on the powertrain side, that also uh, starts the ability to use regenerative braking as part of the reaction mechanism, even in emergency um, emergency systems. So, you know, when you think of the speed that a braking system has to react to uh, in order to be able to brake a vehicle that size at that speed, um, it's not just the building of the air pressure and the braking system anymore. We now have an ability to also use the regeneration braking from the electric powertrain as an add-on um, into slowing down the vehicle. Yeah, it'll be really fascinating to see how um, today's technology, safety technologies, transition over to the new powertrain technologies as they start to make inroads in the uh, commercial vehicle space. So uh, another topic, you know, in, in parallel with the evolution of ADAS, you know, of course, we're also seeing slow but steady advances in the development of level four autonomous driving capabilities. 
Uh, but autonomous trucking is not just a matter of sensors and software. Uh, there's also going to have to be some hardware changes uh, and redundant components you know, to ensure safety. If there's no driver behind the wheel as a backup, then uh, there's a, a lot more work that needs to be done on the hardware side. So you know, how is ZF supporting the development of hardware capabilities for highly automated trucks in the future? I think you started your, your question in the fact that it, there is kind of a steady advance, but also kind of a gradual advance. And so what's really important for us as we develop um, redundant systems and systems that are designed for full autonomy uh, is to have a certain modularity and an ability to scale up the system so that you can have a less autonomous vehicle um, that doesn't require all the hardware um, with you know less hardware and then you should get to more and more levels of autonomy you can simply upgrade the hardware on the same platform relatively simply and add the redundancy so everything has to be prepared for it um, and um, that's a lot of how we are now preparing our future whether braking or steering system and and a lot of that is already um, taking place uh, certainly uh, braking and steering um, redundancy is something that's really well advanced at this point both the hardware redundancy the the electronic redundancy um, I think in general is really well advanced there's also the hardware with regards to computation uh, which we're um, heavily involved in um, you know such as you know, supercomputing we have a, a product out there called pro AI which really when you think of the um, um, the need to uh, compute so much more information uh, the level of, of calculation power that you need on the, on the, on the vehicle is totally different and uh, we're also preparing the, the industry for this. Sure. And, you know, even with all the research and development uh, focused on autonomous driving, you know, level four technology, uh, I think it's always important to remember that ADAS driver assist uh, is going to continue to be the broadest application of automated driving technology in commercial trucks for many years to come. I mean, that's, this is technology that could be applied really across just about the entire industry uh, to support drivers and help them uh, uh, be safer and, and hopefully less fatigued and, and make those jobs a little bit more attractive for the next generation of drivers. Uh, so before I wrap up, I just want to hear your thoughts on the future of ADAS technology for commercial vehicles. How do you see driver assist technology expanding and evolving over the next 10 years and beyond? I think what we see is is a period of time where there will be a fair amount of driver assist before uh, full automation. And I think there might be part of the market that goes to, to a full automation earlier than others. And I think you'll see a gradual increase of um, the assistance and safety um, uh, functionalities of ADAS systems, both in terms of uh, the capability of detecting in many different environments, which is cross-traffic detection, the front and rear, additional cameras, um, uh, monitoring the sides of the vehicle, the rear of the vehicle, really full 360 degrees around the vehicle is what we're going to see as far as safety, and in both you know highway and urban type of environments and what the implications of that are. Um, I think in assistance, you also see a gradual increase of the ability of the vehicle to assist the driver. I think that will be dependent on the acceptance by the drivers of, of some of those functionalities. And generally, if we can 
um, in conjunction with our OE customers, provide an HMI system or, or um, a communication system between the vehicle and the driver that really helps the driver understand what the vehicle is thinking and trying to do. I think we, we see a high level of acceptance when we do this. Um, we can significantly increase the, um, the level of assistance in, in traffic situation, in emergency situation, in fatigue reduction, in helping steering the vehicle uh, and keeping it in the center of a trajectory. Um, and I think we'll see a continuous, a continuous improvement in, uh, in this for foreseeable future, like we see in passenger cars today. For sure. Well, hey, Julian, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think we're at a good stopping point, so I'll, I'll leave it there. You know, we'll say that the next time you have a technology demo uh, at a test track, I'm going to do my best to sign up to attend myself. Um, I'm a little jealous of my colleague, Roger Gilroy, who was out at the test track in Ohio to, to see uh, the latest and greatest. But you know, thank you again for joining the podcast and, and sharing your insights. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Penske never stops moving forward, monitoring every mile driven, every wrench turned, and every shipment delivered. Penske gains unique insight on managing the most challenging transportation demands. That includes identifying and fixing hidden stress points in supply chains and commercial fleets before they become a problem. Visit GoPenske.com to see how Penske's practical innovation and customized solutions can help you not just adapt, but gain ground at every turn. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original questions. How widespread is ADAS technology today? How is it helping to enhance safety in the trucking industry? And how will it evolve in the years ahead? As we've heard during this episode, advanced driver assist systems are becoming increasingly commonplace in the trucking industry as fleet operators take steps to mitigate safety risks, prevent crashes, and avoid nuclear verdicts. At the same time, this technology is continuously advancing through new capabilities such as steering assistance to improve safety and reduce driver fatigue. Looking ahead, we can expect to see these types of driver assist features to become even more widely adopted as fleets, truck makers, and industry suppliers continue to raise the bar for safety in trucking. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with me and the Road Signs team at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. Also, let us know how we did by texting TT Survey to 571-622-0001. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a fresh episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening.